Hello, Darren Alf here from BicycleTurnPro.com. I'm out in the middle of the forest right now, in the middle of a bicycle tour, and I thought this would be the perfect time to tell some love stories. I have traveled around the world for the last 21 years. I've biked across so 70 different countries or so, and in that time I've met a whole lot of people. And one of the questions I get asked quite often is, with the amount of traveling I've done, have I met any women along the way? Or do I have a different girlfriend in every city? So today I will try to answer that question for you. Um, but I think by the end of this video, you will realize that being a sweaty, dirty cyclist is not the best way to pick up women. So <laughs> with that being said, my first story happened in Peru. Now, this story actually took place on a trip that wasn't really a bicycle tour, although I did some cycling. I spent six months backpacking across the South American country of Peru. And while I was there, I did do some cycling. I, I rented bicycles, and at one point I even bought a tricycle taxi cab and attempted to ride it from Puno, Peru, 300 miles up to the city of Cusco. Anyways, for this particular story, I was traveling from Arequipa, uh, a city kind of in southern Peru, to the city of Puno, Peru, which is on the edge of Lake Titicaca. And I was taking a bus, I wasn't cycling. So I took this bus, and I get on the bus, and at some point in the bus ride, a young girl sits down next to me. And she's probably 20, and I'm probably 25, something like that. And uh, this girl is a talker. Like she's one of those people that just can't sit still for about 10 seconds without talking to someone. So this was a very long bus ride. I can't, I think it was six hours or something like that. I can't even remember, but it felt like six hours or longer perhaps. And uh, so this, this girl is sitting next to me and she's talking to me the whole time. And she's talking to me in Spanish, of course, and my Spanish is abysmal, like absolutely terrible. Um, this was still early in my trip too, so like I literally knew like, my name is Darren, my parents do this, you know, my sister likes music, or you know, like very simple sentences like that. Anyways, um, so this girl very quickly realizes that she's sitting next to the dumbest person on the bus because I can't say freaking anything. And she's asking me all these questions. What kind of music do I like? And I don't know, like, where have I gone in Peru? And what do I like most? And all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm doing my best to talk to her, but it's really embarrassing because uh, the bus is super quiet and it's full. Like, there's a million people on there. And I can just tell that everybody on the bus is listening to us because she's super loud and talkative. And I sound like an idiot trying to speak Spanish. And I'm sure I'm just butchering every single sentence. I know I was. Um, so everyone in the bus is listening to us. And it's just awkward as all can be, right? So anyways, at some point in the ride, after like five hours of talking to this girl, um, she says to me like, uh, my, my stop, this is my stop and I'm going to get off here. You know, and I said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And like, it was late at night. And, um, and I said, oh, it was, it was nice meeting you or whatever. And I'm talking to her in Spanish, of course. And, um, and you know, it was nice talking to you. And 
she stands up and grabs her backpack or whatever she had on the bus. And then just before she's about to leave, I'm just thinking she's going to wave and say goodbye or whatever. She uh, leans over and kisses me on the cheek. And, and I was like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Um, and then in perfect English, she says, you know you wanted it. And then she walked off the bus and that's the last I've ever talked to her. So <laughs> that's my first story about love and romance on the road. My second story is from Albania in Southern Europe. Um, Albania is one of those countries in Europe not a lot of tourists go to. And after going there myself, I can kind of see why. Uh, but I actually liked Albania overall. But this particular story happened on my very first day in Albania. And when you're traveling to a new country, your first day in the country is always like a little bit sketchy because you don't know like what the rules are or how people are going to behave and that sort of a thing. Um, and Albania is a strange place too because they have uh, remnants from the war that took place there, you know, years ago where they have these concrete bunkers, like every hundred meters on the road practically. It's maybe not quite that common, but every kilometer up the road, there's like this metal concrete bunker on the side of the road where there used to be people inside with machine guns uh, patrolling the roads. So, oh, there's a car coming here. Okay, I think it went the other way. Okay, so I'm in Albania, it's my first day, and I get into this town called Škoder, I think is how you say it, Škoder, Albania. It's like the second largest city in Albania. And there's this little pathway leading into town. It's like a brick cobblestone sort of path with red bricks. And on this path in the middle of nowhere, there's like no one around or anything, is this kid with one leg, he's a boy, a boy with one leg, and he's got a roller skate on. A roller blade or roller skate, I can't remember. And just one, obviously, because he's only got one leg, right? And he's just like literally just standing there in the middle of this path. And so I see him and he sees me and there's no communication between the two of us at all, but I basically know as he's coming towards me that he's gonna try to grab onto my bicycle and hitch a ride. And, and I'm okay with this, so, so I, I let him grab onto the rear rack of my bicycle and I tow him down this little path. At some point he, let, he lets go, and then I'm kind of in the center of Škoder, uh, which is where I then am trying to find a hotel for the night, because in a big city, like, there's no camping, you gotta stay in a hotel. Um, I go into the center of Škoder, and again, I'm still trying to find a place to stay, a cheap place to stay. I see some hotels I go in, they cost like $200 for the night. They're really fancy business hotels or tourist hotels, and I'm not going to pay that kind of money, especially in Albania. So I start asking like locals on the street, like, where is a cheap hotel? I just want a cheap place to stay for tonight, you know, nothing special. And so suddenly I, I've gathered a crowd of like 30 people in this little neighborhood because I'm in like I'm in kind of like a suburban street area sort of and there's like 30 people and they're all, t all talking Albanian and like arguing and stuff and pointing at me and he needs a place to sleep and blah 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 and, and I'm going what the heck is going on here I just asked you know a simple question um, so eventually one guy uh, it was like a young kid he comes out of the group 
and he comes up to me and he says in English, he says, you see that old man on the bicycle over there? There was like an old man with like a plaid shirt, brown plaid shirt. And he says, follow that man on the bicycle and he will take you to a, a cheap hotel. So I say, oh, oh, that's really nice of him to take me all the way across the city, you know. So I start following this guy on the bicycle and I wave goodbye to the big crowd of people that was trying to help me. I follow this guy in the plaid shirt across the city of Skoder and he's taking me through these back alleys and I'm getting, we're getting way out there, you know. I'm going, where is this guy? To? Like, I'm getting scared because I'm thinking he's going to take me somewhere and like kill me or, or he's, you know, his friends have like called their friends and they've said, wait for us at this corner and there's an American tourist here and we're going to jump him, you know. Um, so I'm getting, I'm getting pretty nervous, but, but right as I'm like about to bail on this whole thing, uh, we pull up to this big white house at the end of a cul-de-sac and it kind of looks like a small hotel, but it's in like a suburban neighborhood. Um, and I'm like, I guess it could be a hotel. I don't see any signs or anything out, out front. Um, but anyway, so I, the old man goes in the front door and I follow him in there. And as you go in the front door, there's like velvet curtains hanging over the front door. And I'm like, that's really weird. But may, maybe that's what they do in Albania is like have velvet curtains in the hotel entryway. So I like push these curtains away and I enter into this room and I instantly realize that this is like a sex hotel, basically. This is not like a normal hotel. This is, this is a place that um, you basically pay by the hour uh, to, to bring your boyfriend or girlfriend here and have sex with them. Um, there were not actual like prostitutes. It wasn't like a brothel. There were no prostitutes there. It was like a place that you come and rent a room to hook up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like imagine if you're a 20 something year old and you live at home with your parents. You can't bring your girlfriend over, right, to your parents' house. So you go to this place instead and you pay like a dollar for a room for an hour and you do your thing and then you go home. So that's where this guy took me and he talks to the girl at the front and and he's like this guy wants to sleep here overnight and she's like explaining like people don't sleep here overnight I don't I don't even know how to charge him for this you know and, and meanwhile they're arguing and look and I'm looking around this place and there are photos of naked women or half naked women uh, all over the walls uh, in the entryway up the stairs in the hallway and these are not even they aren't even like framed they're like literally torn out of like a magazine and put up there with like scotch tape it's trashy as all can be you know what I mean um, so I'm just like what did I get myself into and I and at this point I don't want to leave because I feel like I might as well just follow it through, um, you know. So eventually they say, okay, you can stay here. It's seven, seven euros for the night, which is like $10 at the time. So I was like, okay, perfect. Like, that's good, you know. <laughs> and so they, they lead me up the stairs past, you know, a dozen, dozens 
of rooms filled with people and with these uh, posters of naked women in the hallways and stuff. And I look in some of the rooms as I'm going past and there's like people in there half naked and posters on the wall of naked women and stuff. So finally they bring me up to the, like it's like the, the master suite in this whole place. And she says, here you go, it's, it's all yours for the night. There's two posters in the room of naked women like over the bed, you know? And this room is just trash, like, like there were sheets on the bed and I'm, uh, I'm thinking, uh, I'm not gonna sleep in this bed, this is disgusting. Um, and in the shower, like there was a bathroom and the shower was just a pipe hanging out of the wall and you like pulled on a cord and water would come out. And there was like, the drain was just in the middle of the bathroom. Like everything in the bathroom got wet when you pulled the cord. Water would come out and just spray all over the sink and the mirror and everything. Um, so anyways, I, I did end up staying the night there. It was super sketchy. And uh, in the morning, what happened was I went down to pay because uh, when I checked in, they, they said, oh, just pay tomorrow when you leave or whatever. And so I went down and I had all my stuff and I was like saying thank you. And then I said like, I had, I had my seven euros in my pocket and the girl at the front, it was a different girl at the front. And so she didn't know the whole arrangement with me or whatever. And I'm trying to tell her in English and she only speaks Albanian or whatever, that I need to pay the seven euros for my room. So I'm flashing this cash in front of her and saying, you know, you take the seven euros for the room up here. But I realized shortly thereafter that this girl thought that I was propositioning her, you know, seven euros for her to come up to the room with me, you know? Um, and she was waving her finger in my face and saying, no, 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 no. And it, you know, and uh, and I and I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, I, no, no, the the money is for the room. I'm just trying to give it to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And eventually, she said, uh, "It's okay, no problem. Uh, no money. You don't need to pay anything." And and that was it. So I took my money, I took my stuff, and I got the hell out of there. Um, so that is my second story of romance from the road. My third story is from Ukraine. This is a much shorter one, so don't worry, we're almost done here. I, I went to the supermarket in Lviv, Ukraine. Lviv, Ukraine is like one of my favorite cities in the entire world. It's kind of dirty and uh, run down in some parts, but that's kind of what I love about it. It's like the charm of the place. The colors are so unique. So I go into the supermarket and there is a woman there doing her shopping. And this woman is like the best looking woman I have ever seen anywhere in the world in my entire life. And she's wearing like a very unique, a very Ukrainian sort of outfit. She's got these like dark blue jeans on, like totally skin tight. She's wearing like a, a black skin tight, uh, uh, like a long sleeve t-shirt sort of thing. And then over the t-shirt, she's wearing a leopard print vest. And it, it's not, it's like real leopard, like fur, you know, leopard fur vest. And, um, and she's got long brown hair and, oh man, she looked good. So I'm doing my shopping and I'm just kind of, you know, I noticing her and, and I don't say anything to her. I just leave, I get my shopping and I go. Well, I come back to that supermarket a few days later 
because I, I was staying in Lviv for like two whole weeks. I come back to the supermarket a few days later and that same woman is in the same supermarket practically standing in the exact same spot. And so again, I'm looking at her and again, what's so funny is she's wearing the exact same outfit. Dark blue jeans, black long sleeve shirt with a leopard print vest over it. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. Like I've seen her twice and she's wearing the same outfit. Now, I should preface this by saying, I wear the same outfit practically every single day because I'm traveling and I've only got like two changes of clothes. So it's not that odd for me to like see people wearing the same thing or, or to see myself wearing the same thing day after day. But it is kind of strange uh, for me to see other people wearing the same clothes day after day after day. So I see this girl second time she's wearing the same clothes and again I don't say anything. I just say damn I got lucky she's here again. Then I go back to the supermarket like a week later and once again the same woman is there standing in practically the exact same spot by the fruit or something. And again for the third time She's wearing the exact same outfit, dark blue jeans, black long sleeve shirt with a leopard print vest. And one of the things I've noticed now that I've seen her three times is she doesn't look quite as good as she did the first time. And her clothes are looking a little bit more worn down. It's almost as though she's worn that outfit for the entire week and a half, you know, from the time I first saw her to this very moment. Um, and like hasn't washed them or anything. So uh, anyways, uh, I, it doesn't deter me and, and I just think, wow, it's so odd that I've seen her three times. So finally, I muster up the courage to say something to this woman. Maybe she speaks English, you know? I'm in Ukraine after all. So I, I go up to the woman, like, like the, the fruit aisle is between us, you know? Like I'm, I'm on one side of the aisle and, and there's like broccoli and avocados in between us and then she's on the other side. So I go up to her and I say, hey, this is the third time I've seen you in this supermarket over the last week and a half. That's basically all I said. <laughs> That's my pickup line. And, uh, and she looks at me and in, the, in an instant, I realize two things. One, she doesn't speak English and she has no idea what I just said to her. And two, she cracks a smile, like the biggest, ugliest smile I, I've ever seen in my whole life. It was like, like that, you know what I mean? Like the most gorgeous woman ever with the ugliest smile ever, like that. And she shows her teeth and she's got like, the worst teeth I've ever seen on anyone in my entire life. It looked like a bat cave in her mouth. Like someone had taken a baseball bat and just repeatedly like smashed out all her teeth. I honestly think she was like smoking meth or something. Like that's what her teeth looked like. And that's all I ended up saying to her. I just kind of said like, hey, uh, yeah, I saw you three times at the supermarket and she was like hi and smiled and then I just walked away and that was the end of it. So those are my three big stories about love and romance on the open road. Didn't I impress you with all of my romantic tales? <laughs> if you enjoyed this video do me a favor and just hit the like button. I'd really appreciate that. If you haven't done so already click the subscribe button down below.
below and hit the bell button so you are notified each and every time I publish a new video. If you'd like me to do another video like this where I tell silly and funny stories from my travels all around the world, leave a comment down below and let me know what should I do my next video about. Do you want to hear more love stories or maybe some stories about interactions with the police? Maybe stories about uh, crazy death-defying things that have happened to me over the years? I don't know. Leave a comment and let me know what I should make my next video about. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope to see you out on the road sometime soon. I'm Darren Alf from BicycleTurnPro.com. Thank you so much for watching. Adios, Avidazain, Dovitanya, and goodbye!